This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Anif Baharuddin and this is Gigi Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. This week, we're going to be sharing our thoughts and impressions on Sifu, a new action game from indie developer Slooklap. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Ofnil Ting and Daryl Ong. Thank you, Hanif. The first news of the week will concern owners of Nintendo 3DS and Wii U. Nintendo has announced their intention of discontinuing the eShops for these two consoles by 2023. In their announcement, they said that these services will be closed in late March 2023 and will go through a multi-stage process that will start throughout this year and until 2023. According to Nintendo, by 23rd May this year, users will no longer be able to add funds using a credit card to a 3DS or Wii U eShop account. Mm. By 29th August this year, users will also not be able to use an eShop card to add funds, but it will still be possible for users to redeem download codes. By late March next year, though, it will no longer be possible for users to make purchases, download demos or teams, redeem a download code or add funds. These changes will only affect users who want to purchase new games as the existing library of games from the eShop will be able to be downloaded again together with software updates. Mm. The impending closure of the eShop will affect 1,799 titles that are currently listed there and this, in effect, will also drive up the prices for the physical edition of the games. Nintendo's decision to shut down the 3DS and Wii U follows the closure of the Wii Shop, which laid down its curtains in 2019. This Wii U's Miiverse, the system's online social service, also closed in 2017. Yeah, so this is reminiscent of what happened recently when Sony decided to do the same with their PS3 and Vita stores, and they did eventually reverse that decision after pressure from the public. Will Nintendo do the same? What this news did spark, again, is the question of game preservation, especially as digital purchases became more convenient and prevalent among consumers. What are your thoughts? Email us at ggwp at bfm.my. And moving on, Cyberpunk 2077 finally got its next-gen patch update last week, allowing owners of PS5 and Xbox Series X and S to finally play a more playable version of the game. On top of that, CD Projekt Red also released a free trial version, free DLC, and patch 1.5 that's 50 gigs in size for all platforms. The next-gen version of the game will come in performance mood and ray tracing mood, while the huge 1.5 patch will add a lot of other interesting features in the game, including your ability to own multiple apartments and change your character's features, among many others. Yeah, as usual, we suggest that you check out Digital Foundry's review of the next-gen patch update to see whether it's worth the update, or try the free trial version of the game, available perhaps to give potential gamers who were turned off by the news a chance to sample the game. Do note though that it's only available for next-gen consoles and that you'll be able to play the trial from the beginning for only 5 hours. Do take note that it's also available for 30 days until the 20th of March 2022. Up next, Capcom has dropped a bombshell by officially announcing Street Fighter VI. Yeah, the announcement was made after the end of the Capcom Pro Tour fighting game exhibition and coincided with the 35th anniversary of the franchise. The announcement was accompanied by a teaser trailer showcasing Ryu, 
as he faces Luke, a character that was introduced in Street Fighter V. Longtime Street Fighter producer Yoshinori Ono will be involved in the development of Street Fighter VI, despite leaving Capcom last year after almost 30 years with the company. Mm. On top of that, Capcom also announced the Capcom Fighting Collection, an anthology of 10 classic games, including the full Darkstalker series. That collection will be released 24th of June this year for PS4, Nintendo Switch, Steam and Xbox One. Lastly, spoilers for the highly anticipated The Elden Ring, which will be officially be released on the 25th, have leaked online. So just a disclaimer for people out there to be extra careful if you don't want to spoil the game. Apparently, the opening cinematic of the game has been unofficially published and it's all over YouTube. Mm. Some have been taken down by Bandai Namco, but others may still be around on the internet. So just be careful. Make sure to avoid it if you really want a pure experience playing uh, the highly anticipated game. Consider this a PSA from all of us. That's all we have for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ofnil and Daryl. We're going to make way for some messages. Our thoughts on Sifu after this. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to GG Well Played. I'm your host, Hanif Baharudin. Sifu is a new action beat-em-up by indie developer Slowclap. We just got our hands on the game and are trying our best to finish it, but unfortunately, it's not an easy game. So Najman Maliki and I will be sharing our thoughts and impressions trying to go through Sifu dying over and over again. Actually, gonna be talking about Sifu. Uh, and how awesome one way or another that game is but <laughs> before that I think we sort of like have to mention a big game that has just been released and a game that I guess most of us have been playing to be fair and I'm not <laughs> sure about you out there listeners but I'm sure you know uh, if you're living under a rock yeah, Horizon Forbidden West was just released and it'll be remiss of us if we didn't mention it in this show um, so yeah I just, I just want to say that I know I've started playing it uh, we've started playing it all of us I would like to assume you know, I'm just gonna take my time with it. You know, there are a lot of things to do. Uh, it feels, you know, at this early on in the game, it's already feeling a bit, I would say, overwhelming. But it's just that you know, there are so many things to do. So I'm just like, you know, mm-hmm. gonna take my time playing that game. How far mm-hmm. in are you, Najman? Uh, I think I've clocked in about five hours in now. But yeah, again, I waited this game for five years. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish it in one day, lah. I'm gonna take my time. Yeah, yeah, and it's just you know, early, super. Early impression, uh, so far so good. It felt good yeah. to come back to the world. I, I, I was a bit surprised that I sort of like just seamlessly clicked into you know, it. Get, yeah, get into it again, right? It's just, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, people always like say, oh, it's like meeting an old friend kind of thing. Yeah, so mm. it felt that way with Horizon, you know, getting used to the controls and the world again. And it's just, yeah, it's just, mm. I'm, it's just like riding a charger. Lah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like riding a charger. But yeah, I mean, um, obviously, yeah, we cannot run away from 
talking about Horizon Forbidden West, but we're here to actually talk about Sifu, a game mm-hmm. that was just released, I think, a couple of days or a week before um, Horizon Forbidden West, right? And a game that we both also played, to be fair, uh, but uh, I don't know whether I should be proud of saying this. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say that I have not finished it yet, and that's because mm. the game is actually quite challenging. And I have mm. been taking my time to actually try and, quote-unquote, have a decent enough run to be able to finish the game comfortably. And that's because the system and the mechanics that the game has is pretty interesting as well, right? So before we talk deeper about that, uh, what, what what's your, I guess, first impression of Sifu Nash? I think because this is a game that I think we both were actually looking forward to as well, right? On top of, obviously, Horizon Forbidden West. Obviously, mm-hmm. we were both like, you know, quite intrigued with Sifu as well. So yeah, what are your thoughts on, on Sifu? Yeah, so initially going in, I mean, I've seen first impressions. I've seen like... Um, reviewers playing the game beforehand so I kind of know what I'm going into-ish but I yeah I expected it to be more closer to any roguelike rather than what it is but it's not and yeah and I've got the reason why I thought was that it's mainly because of the death system like you can technically die multiple times but yeah it's a totally um obviously it's not road like and i think um i also i also did not expect it to be as fluid actually um we can talk about this in further detail later but uh i saw people playing it i see how fluid it is in the gameplay but I, i'm i'm honestly a casual gamer i'm not your i mean i'm not sekiro die twice i'm sekiro die 2000 times <laughs> so that's me right so <laughs> When I played this game, I thought I'm going to just not be good at it. I'm going to struggle and I'm going to die a lot of times and it's not going to be fine. But uh, it did actually make me feel like I'm Donnie Yen. <laughs> so it is actually very fluid. And I, I, I really am surprised by the fluidity. I love the mechanics. And one thing I really want to just put it here, talk about it later. But the artwork, the style, the graphics, man, nice. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned um, how the game is actually a roguelike and how you know you want to be Donnie Yen because I'm more I, I guess invested <laughs> in the idea of 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 I guess becoming Donnie Yen rather than recognizing <laughs> that the game was a roguelike and, and and I think that's that's an important element to sort of identify. Uh, I didn't know that the game has that roguelike element and okay just to be just to. Just to clarify things with listeners, the game is not a roguelite, but I think the way I've been playing it, I've been making it a bit like roguelite and mm. there is a bit of a roguelite nature to the game uh, based on what Najman said about the dev system, right? So essentially, and, and this is also a concept of the game that I feel is kind of cool. Basically, you have a limited health that's determined by your age, right? So every time you mm. die, you will age, uh, you will get a bit older. So once you reach a certain age, you'll die permanently and you have to start all the way from the beginning of Certain levels mm-hmm. lah, can mm-hmm. yeah. So 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 depends on how f- how far your progression is. It's just that I think the difference between Sifu being a, a like a proper road light is that it doesn't have I guess procedural level, and mm-hmm. also the fact that I think there are no like immediate power ups that you can perhaps gain over time. Although the skill system is also quite unique, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So so yeah, I I didn't actually know that to be honest. So I was more invested in actually uh, playing a, a kung fu game, you know, a bit of map actually. And I was like actually looking forward to, yeah, you know, cruising past this game, you know. I know it's, <laughs> it's an indie game so I was expecting it to be like a, a casual beat em up. And I think to be fair, on a very simplistic level, the game is a, you know, beat em up game but it's just that it's not, it's more nuanced than that. 
which is why it's kind of like a, a good game as well. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> I didn't expect the game to be that difficult. And again, I'm prefacing this by saying that I'm a casual gamer, so I'm not, you know, I'm not, I've never played any Souls-like game, and I'm not super competent in like playing, you know, technical game. And I, I do have to take a bit of time, so which is why I'm still quote unquote stuck <laughs> at level two because I I I want to get a perfect run, I couldn't because mm. yeah, it's kind of like difficult. It requires you to actually master the gameplay properly, right? Mm. Learning all the commands properly and I guess using it competently to be able to get through the levels, mm. right? So yeah. How, how far have you played the game, Nash? Yeah, so I'm, I'm on the second level as well. And I think I am in the same boat as you are. I'm trying to get better runs rather than, you know, uh, start trying to start, like, say, at the second level or whatever where I'm at. So I usually what I'll do is I'll just restart my whole run. Um, and I think the system itself, the system, the like you mentioned initially, this the the skills and the leveling, if you will, leveling up of your character is very interesting and unique. Um, I think one thing I, I want to note is that um, this game does not have a difficulty. So you can't like uh, <laughs> turn it down to like story mode or easy or beginner, whatever. There's only one difficulty. There's no ultra difficulty, whatever. Um, yeah, and I think that's a very unique take and how you essentially, if you want to, you can actually create or rather get skills that you can carry forward even after restarting the whole game from the start. You can do that, but the game kind of nudges you away from that option by basically making that particular um route of the game if you want to basically just level up all the skills it's going to be extremely difficult and you actually have to like spend hours upon hours upon hours to try and quote-unquote farm up the skills i think that's um I, I, i might have not played enough games but i don't recall a lot of games doing this yeah i do know that this is very similar in terms of how they like do their runs uh it's not very similar but somewhat similar to deathloop where you know where the enemies are. And you'd think when Najma has played this game for like hours on end, they, he'll be good at it, but no. <laughs> you really have to. I mean, if you're a good gamer, if you're a very um, a responsive gamer, you you don't struggle at all with any Souls-like games, then this game is definitely for you. Then probably you wouldn't even die just on, in one run. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing about uh, apparently the game is not that long um, and there is that repetitive element that you can sort of like get into to get perfect runs, right? And I think the thing about the game is that, you know, when I first finished the first level, I was like, you know, I wasn't at a level that I'm comfortable at. You know, I finished the level age, like the first time I finished it, I was like age like 50 plus. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what, that's not, I don't think I can survive for the other four levels, you know, Uh-huh. Age 55, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I decided to to go back uh, to level one and play again uh, until I get to to an age where I, I guess I'm comfortable enough to proceed, uh, which was around I think 30 plus. So uh, right now um, I'm yeah I'm around the age of 30 plus, trying to just get into the second level. And mm. uh, yeah, the difficulty between the first level and the second level is pretty high. And yeah, which is why instead of just trying to breeze through the game and finish the game, I'm trying to get a reasonable. I guess uh, flow so that I'm able to actually I guess complete the whole game properly lah. But but that's the nature of the game, right? It it it's mm-hmm. not just. I thought that it's gonna just be a simple game for you to just have fun and be Donnie Yen, but mm-hmm. I think that that because the system is a bit more nuanced than that, I think it requires you to also put a bit more time to it and and simply yeah. um, 
being a good gamer is one thing, but yeah, you have you do have to practice. You do have to practice and get good mm. at it before you can actually complete it. Hence the reason why. I guess we have not completed the game, right? I think if it's just a simple beat them up, I, I think we would have finished it by now. It's just that we also are trying to, I guess, get good at it. And you know, this is one of those games where you have to get good at it, right? And one way or another, in literally to progress, right? So, so which is why, I mean, um, there are a lot of good things about the game uh, beyond just the mechanics, you know? It does make you feel like Donnie Yen. It does make you feel like Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee or whoever else that, you know, you're all the Kung Fu masters that we grew up loving. Um, the artwork is... Stephen Chow. <laughs> Stephen Chow, yeah. <laughs> the artwork is nice. Um, there's, the story is also pretty nuanced, at least as far as I can tell for now. And mm. the mechanics is actually quite competent. It's just about mastering it. Yang I feel like it's a bit more... <laughs> I guess it will take a bit of time, right? Uh, but mm. yeah, I mean, hopefully, distractions aside, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, as much as I think I'm going to spend a lot more time with Horizon Forbidden West, I will try to complete Sifu because because and that's the thing right I think I, I don't know whether this is a fair comparison but people always say that you know in order for you to get I mean you know, Soul Side game right and, and with Elden Ring coming soon uh, Nash I think you know people always say oh okay you know Sekiro perhaps is a good entry point to Soul Side game or Bloodborne even uh, but I feel like maybe yeah Sifu is also a game you know that it's not from software that's not from from software <laughs> but at the same time uh, it's a game that perhaps yeah you could consider if you are not as familiar with this genre because I'm sure you know yeah. I mean there, yeah. mu- there must be listeners out there who are already you know masters at suicide game but at the same time there are also casual gamers I would assume out there so it's about yeah I guess getting a taste of what a suicide game is like right and especially yeah. and this is something that I guess is pretty important as we head to the Elden Ring you know that's coming out soon you know a yeah. game that's from from software so yeah Yeah, I think I think if you wanna, if you've never played games that heavily rely on parries, dodges, um, and not getting attacked and stuff like that, if you've never played those kind of games before, this is a great entry point. A couple of reasons. One for me is that if you're playing on PC, Epic sells it for about less than seventy ringgit, so that it's not that expensive. Um, and two, the system is very similar to any. <laughs> games from like from software uh, whereby you have your uh, stance right so if you get hit enough times sorry if you get hit once your stance will start to deteriorate um, and that essentially like will mess you up for, throughout your your gameplay and if you if you're if you've never played any bloodborne uh, any Sekiro or whatever you're you're not going to get a shock of your life when you start playing Elden Ring <laughs> after playing this game i think at least at least you you you'd feel the unforgiving nature a bit more forgiving yeah <laughs> and i think that's the thing right i think um yeah with Elden Ring coming soon um i i feel like it's also important for us to sort of like i guess manage our expectations in that sense. And I, I think I would like to just, you know, play a clip from my conversation with John Liu from Kakuchapuri, uh, I think last month, where we actually spoke about this. And, you know, I actually asked him about whether the Elden Ring is going to be, you know, like other Souls-like game and mm. it's going to be as difficult. And this is what he had to say about the difficulty of the game and also um, whether you should actually get it. You know, as someone who's never played any Dark Souls game, I'm a bit wary of the difficulty. Like, do you think that it'll be something accessible for newcomers? Accessible as in you will get your kicked um, pretty fast. Yeah, you still will, but it's a learning process. And once you get the hang of like the first few dungeons and maybe like a couple of bosses, 
then you know what they're getting into. I mean, a game like Dark Souls and Elder Ring, they're meant to be like, yeah, here's the level, here's the challenge level, figure out on your own. So it's those kind of games where you either persevere through it and try to finish it or just don't buy it. So I guess, look, I know, I've, I mean, Elden Ring isn't even out yet, but generally, if it's anything like Dark Souls, if you know what you're getting into, go ahead. If not, maybe just wait for it to be on sale. Mm, okay, yeah, I think that's a good tip considering that I think the more casual gamers might not necessarily like the difficulty level. I mean, a game like Elden Ring is not meant to change your mind. If you're into a challenging action RPG, go ahead. If not, just play something else. No one's going to judge you for that. Yeah, so that was John Liu talking about Elden Ring that's coming soon. So yeah, I mean, based on what he said and also based on my experience playing Sifu, I don't know whether, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be committing to to actually getting the Elden Ring. I mean, as much as I'm also quite curious, especially, and honestly, I'm more curious about it because of George R. R. Martin's involvement mm-hmm. in the game. But also at the same time, I was actually looking for a game that is the perfect platform to start, I guess, sampling the Souls-like genre, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I was... I've 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 been considering Sekiro for the longest time. I have Bloodborne, uh, but I've never played it. So it's about I guess you know trying thinking about which game to start right. And I, and with the Elden Ring coming soon, I always thought that maybe Elden Ring will be a different from software game. But you know maybe I should temper my expectation and expect the well, say the worst. But yeah, you know for 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 a casual gamer like me, expect the worst. I suppose if I really want to get into the Elden Ring, will you be getting the Elden Ring match? Um. I think I'm in the same boat as you are. Um, probably will wait a bit more. Um, get some reactions, feels from the reviewing community. Yeah, so I think my personal take is I've I've played Sekiro, did not finish it, but progressed uh quite a bit in the game. Uh, but yeah, I think I think these kind of games, especially for casual gamers, um, just remember that putting in the hours actually can be beneficial for you if you have the time to do so. So Sifu, for example, if you get it, just know that it's a game that if you want to count your kind of like, um, if you want to get the uh, bang for the buck, this kind of games are really great, great for the bang for the buck because it's you're just going to like sink in months on end <laughs> trying to like, you know, uh, beat the game, beat yourself and be better at it. Um, so if you're that type of guy, uh, then yeah, go ahead for it. Uh, but if you are the type of guy who uh, who who look forward to playing a game and cruising through, uh, yeah, I'd say just hold on for a bit. Maybe wait for the sale. And um, yeah, for me, I think I will, I will, I will not immediately pre-order. Is what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm never. I'm not going to pre-order uh, Elden Ring at this point. Especially after Sifu. <laughs> yeah, I guess one way or another, Sifu is a perfect sam- sampler for us uh, to okay. just sort of like manage our expectation with regard to the Elden Ring, right? Yeah, I do have to say though, like Sifu, um, it's a really uh, well-made game in terms of the gameplay itself. So even again for casual gamers, I think it's still quite rewarding. You would still feel, I mean like as bad as you are, quote-unquote bad, Maybe you die like a lot, but that feeling of fluidity in terms of like landing your punches, um, like, parrying, dodging, and like just going through enemies is really worth it. And one other side that I mentioned earlier on is that the graphics is really good. 
but it's not heavy on the system. So if you're playing on a PS4, base PS4, or a, a, an old gaming computer, maybe you're running a 1050 GTX card, it would still, I mean, look good, look great even, and still handle well because of the way the art style that they, they've gone with. So, yeah, if you want to, I definitely would say check it out. But uh, also have some reservations lah if you're a casual gamer. Your mileage will definitely vary. You're tuned in to GG Well Played, and that was BFM's Najman Maliki sharing his thoughts on Sifu, a new beat'em up developed by Slow Clap. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on BFM.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play, and also Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email ggwp@bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and stay safe. This has been GG Well Played. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.